Welcome to Food Freedom Radio, where we plan to nourish the seeds of change. I'm Laura Hedlund, a student of permaculture, a person who knows cheap food is not cheap, and a person seeking resilience in uncertain times. Um, resilience in uncertain times. Um, and, and joining me right now is uh, the executive director of SparkY, um, Zachary Robinson. And about a month ago, SparkY put out an email with a simple yet powerful tagline, Let's grow a record amount of produce by use in 2020. Welcome. Welcome to Food Freedom Radio, Zach. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, well, I was so happy when I opened that email because there's just so much, uh, so much, um, uncertainty. I think that is the word. And, um, and, and to put out that vision of let's grow the most produce we can in 2020. That's a very powerful and active vision. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it is. And it, it, it comes from, you know, multiple sources of hope and resilience. Uh, our connection to the earth and where our food comes from, food security being very important in, in an uncertain time, especially when we look at, you know, shortages of certain items I and mean, toilet paper being the most common, uh, like, you know, sort of mentioned one, but lots of things. And so, um, and also considering quarantine, right? How can we still be active and come together? Well, with our families on our decks and container gardens or in our backyards, just like the Victory Gardens in World War II, we can come together, grow a record amount of food, um, learn about how to grow food and how to harvest it and provide resilience and security um, with that, among other things that I, I think we'll be able to get into and talk about today. Yeah, I want to get into it deeply. Um, so why would we want to grow our own food? I mean... What's, what's, why, why would we want to do that? <laughs> well, it's a, it, it's a good question. Um, first of all, when you're growing food, it gives you something, something really um, enlivening and special to do. There's a special connection about being outside, working with the soil, planting seeds. And I say this a little bit um, as an observer and also as somebody that's been active um, both of my my grandparents and um, my wife's grandparents were farmers in Iowa, and so understanding that our roots come from that, but also uh, my wife and her dad are active farmers. We garden, sort of farm at our house as well. So there's something special and uniting about growing your food, not to mention fresh air, exercise, and you know coming together within your family, and even it's an activity that can be done during social distancing, right? Maintaining the distancing to keep our, our vulnerable population safe and not overload the, um, the healthcare infrastructure, which is the reasoning, right, for social distancing. Um, and so also, have you ever tasted the difference between a ripe tomato warmed by the sun and a tomato off the shelf that might have been shipped from thousands and thousands without of miles away. Without a doubt, without a doubt. <laughs> you, you, you can just so much taste, and it is, um, I, yeah, you can, you can taste it, and there's just so much about livening food and livening soul and, and soul too but um but but the other thing is it, it's also a point of empowerment and when there's so much uncertainty fear and anxiety finding little things you can do uh, whether it's a, a plant whether it's a little basil plant um on your windowsill it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be you know you're going to grow all your own calories but but having yeah, these yeah. connections yeah no, that is the, the central point that I wanted to make by sending that message out into the community. Um, farming, growing your own food is an incredibly empowering process because what can you do when you're all, you know, you're cooped up, you might not be able to go to work, there could be difficult circumstances, you still have the power to plant a seed and watch it grow. And that is the miracle of life. It's undescribable. And yes, it's empowering. You learn about how to provide nourishment for yourself. But you also grow as a person when you do this, right? Without a there's, doubt. There's wisdom that comes with it. And for our youth, it's a chance to reflect and something that they can do for their education while at home. And so um, it's, a, it's a really powerful idea. It's, take, 
you know, that press release, sort of that, that announcement has taken a lot of traction in different areas. Um, people are catching on to it and saying, yeah, why can't we do this? Because we got to get p- people back to work. We've got to make sure to feed people. We have to keep our economy strong. And food is so central to all of the different systems across energy, water, air, right? And so, you know, to bring that to our homes, I think we've just hit on a ton of reasons, and there's more on why people should, you know, grow their own food. And some of the points you made in that empowerment message is that, um, A, when we, though we face uncertainty, we are all in this together. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is, <laughs> most of humanity is experiencing a very similar thing right now, right? <laughs> and, you know, be, before we went into school shutting down and shelter in place or, you know, stay at home in Minnesota, um, we were saying what was going to, you know, what was going to happen. And we realized this moment that all of these so-called differences that, you know, that separate us and, and, and maybe drive some of our uh, ignorances or, or prejudices, they all evaporated because now all of a sudden we say we have to come together and um, be resilient through this as, as, as a human family, as a team, right? We have to be united and take care of each other. And those differences start to evaporate when, when faced with something like this something that is a, is a danger for all of society. And so I, I, I just really felt that, and you know, a lot of our team that were involved in that message as well felt that it was so important to, to highlight that, you know, we're experiencing these, these things together. And so together we can find the solutions and find ways to continue to educate our youth, to continue to provide for our economy, even while keeping safe under social distancing. And so I think, you know, across the board, people are sheltering at home. Some people are in essential uh, jobs, so they're still going out and working, but we're coming together. You're seeing it. We're seeing it out in our neighborhood. We're seeing it with all of our partners. The community responses, um, we're really more united than we have been in a long time, and I think this is an opportunity locally, by thinking globally and acting locally, to come out of this post-COVID-19 world stronger and more united than ever. And that's what I am working day and night to do. That's what SparkWise is working uh, day and night to do. That's what a lot of our partners and other organizations in the Twin Cities are working to do. And so it's, it's, it's great to see. And I think that um, it's very, uh, very evident as well. I don't know, Laura, have you, have you been noticing that as well without in your communities? Without a doubt. And, without yeah. a doubt. And, you know, it, there is so much isolation. But I, I do, and, and, and Governor Tim Walls has also been talking about coming out of this better and stronger and able to um, sort of question, you know, what is life about? What's the economy for? Um, you know, I mean, I've been hearing such, you know, it's like, uh, well, I, I don't even want to go if I go there because there's so many uh, fake narratives about the economy. I mean, you know, we have to do this because mm-hmm. of this, this, we have to have your, uh, instead of just being grounded on what's real and what makes me come alive, what makes you come alive, what's good for our children, how do we honor our grandparents and our ancestors, and how do we leave the world better for future generations in a holistic way. Um, and so this act, this idea that we are all in this together as a global family is also, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, what happens in China does matter here. Um, mm-hmm. We are all connected because we all share this beautiful blue uh, marble on the same place, and we have to <laughs> honor the blue marble, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Another thing that you said in that that I think was very much an empowerment message is what we do determines our destiny no matter the direction the wind blows. Yes. Yep. So in times throughout history, humanity, individuals, families, cultures, tribes have been faced with with very trying times, right? And out of those times come stories, beacons of light, that a couple of people decided they're not going to accept the circumstances they're in as the reality that determines their destiny, but they made choices and, and created and innovated in order to provide for themselves, their family, their community, to lead humanity to a new destiny, to a new place to a desired outcome. That's our power as human beings. It doesn't matter which way the wind is blowing. We have the, the, the ability to set our sails in the direction and choose where we navigate, even amidst 
a pandemic like this or other difficult circumstances. That's what drives us and helps us grow. And so we wanted to say it like that. I wanted to say it like that to, you know, to remind people that, you, okay, don't let the fear, which might be the real pandemic, right? <laughs> you know, there's definitely a, something out there that's a virus that's real and it is affecting people. And the, you know, the numbers are, are still, you know, are, are, are not where they could be. That would be so threatening. Right. But there's so, so much palpable fear. And so Fear is the mind killer, right? Just like in, in the Dune series. And if, if we allow fear to, to sort of let us turtle up, we won't be able to act. And so that's a reminder that we are in control of our destiny and we can take action, help each other, take care of each other, and still provide for our economy and um, ourselves and our families and our, and our neighbors. So that's where that comes from. That's, yeah. And it's, <laughs> and, and that fear, I mean, I, I, I know it, it's been very palpable. I've been feeling the fear too. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that um, I love that there's, and I, I may talk about this later, there's so many wonderful free apps out there on mindfulness. But it's the, what I've been <laughs> hearing is feel the fear, allow the fear to, you mean, don't want to say, I'm not going to be afraid anymore. No more fear yeah. here. Because that doesn't really work, right? But it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's sort of how do we um, allow that fear, but then also make choices, be courageous and bold. Um, and and but yeah. gardening can be a real simple way of garden of grounding ourselves so that we're capable of finding the strength and the courage. And if we build up a local food system, we can be more capable of creating it for an entire community, especially young people. We're going to take a bit of a break, and we're talking about fresh, local, youth-grown food. Um, with us is Zachary Robinson. He's the executive director of Spark Y. And uh, we're going to be talking also about how you can help grow your own food and support Spark Y's um, online plant sale. You're listening to Food Freedom Radio. Formerly the Audubon Center of the Northwoods, Osprey Wilds is a nonprofit environmental learning center on Grindstone Lake in Sandstone, Minnesota. Osprey Wilds has community events like Dinner at the Lake, Maple Syrup Day, and learning opportunities for all ages. Audit an environmental education college class, snowshoe or ski our trails, or learn about our wildlife programming. We're open to the public year-round. Visit online at ospreywilds.org. That's ospreywilds.org. Hi, this is Paul Metza. Thanks for listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour for the last five years on AM 950. We air every Saturday night at 6 p.m. We have artists, musicians, private detectives, politicians, and more. On AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Tom Hartman here letting you know how you can go solar with all energy solar, even way up north in Minnesota. Lots of people ask them, isn't Minnesota too cloudy for solar? No. The truth? For one thing, Minneapolis gets nearly as much sun each year as Houston, Texas. But it isn't just about how much sun you get. It's also about having access to great local incentive programs that make solar affordable. Learn what your options are to save with solar and visit allenergysolar.com today. Hi, Minnesota. Governor Tim Walz here. During this unprecedented battle against the COVID-19 virus, I want to say how grateful I am for Minnesota's willingness to help one another. I also want to make sure that I say continue to watch your local news stations. Local news and local newspapers are putting out facts and not fear, and that's what it's going to take to get through this together. If you need more information, please go to the Minnesota Department of Health website. Together, Minnesotans will defeat this and come out better on the other side. Thank you. Seward Co-op, serving the community for nearly 45 years, invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Seward focuses on locally grown and raised products, fair trade, and environmental sustainability. Shop their selection of meats, artisan cheeses, and house-made baked goods. Find Seward at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coo. If you're someone that counts on AM950 to bring you the latest in progressive politics, news, and talk, remember, we can't do it alone. Support our many great advertisers and let them know you heard about their business on AM950. 
If you don't know who to talk to, simply write AM950 on your receipt. AM950 is supported by small local businesses, so you're not only helping us and those businesses, but our local economy as well. For a complete list of our sponsors, log on to am950radio.com. Hey Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Remember to let her into your heart. Then you can start to make it better. Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio. I'm Laura Headline, a student of permaculture, a person who knows cheap food is not cheap, and a person seeking resilience in uncertain times. And uh, with us on the phone right now is Zachary Robinson, and Zach is the executive director of SparkY.org. And uh, we've been talking about... Um, Hey, let's grow the most vegetables and produce in the Twin Cities, especially grown by youth ever. <laughs> let's restart yeah. the Victory Garden movement. Um, and in that, that email that we talked about earlier that you sent out, you said the education of our youth must continue with excellence. The production and growth of food must stay stable and our economy must stay strong. And we can do this together. Yes. Yes, of course we can. Of course we can. So you and I are connecting right now, and we have an ability with, with technology to continue to coordinate almost seamlessly as if, now there are differences, but as if this wasn't a quarantine. And so by collaborating together and working with our existing networks, we've actually been able to pivot and come up with a really powerful second idea that's gaining a lot of traction and is actually what our organization is doing right now, and that is virtual options for distance learning education. Now, SparkY, our mission is to empower youth with hands-on education rooted in sustainability, STEM, and entrepreneurship. And through our work, we partner with a lot of communities, um, community institutions, and schools. And so uh, one of the things we know right now is kids are not physically in school, right? <laughs> and so this week, uh, especially with one of our larger partners, Minneapolis Public Schools, uh, distance education began. And so students are tuning in through uh, Google Classroom and Zoom and different applications and um, finding a place to create community but also continue their education, right? And so we found ourselves almost completely unprepared in many circumstances, especially with more urban or at-risk populations, to do distance education. So what we've been doing is preparing to train teachers and staff in how to use technologies like Zoom, Flipgrid, editing software to create dynamic educational videos that can help students tune in and learn. And um, also we've created content that, that is very powerful and easy for students to do in an at-home environment, right? And one of the things this has also highlighted is the sort of stark inequities between different populations that we're going to be able to actually solve right now, and that's underway, by getting all students' devices where they can, in an online virtual way, tune in to have education. Um, we're going to empower them to be better at using those and also be able to continue their education at a distance. Now, very exciting because uh, I was talking with Another food warrior um, here in the Twin Cities, you may be familiar with Bertrand Weber. Mm -hmm. He's the uh, director of Minneapolis Public Schools Culinary and Wellness. They're serving across six sites 20,000 meals a day to students who still need and rely on coming to school as one of their primary meals. And they're doing it uh, complying with safety guidelines and in a very excellent way. And so taking that same idea, we're developing educational drop site kits where now imagine this um, you're zooming with your classroom of 30 students they um or skyping you know an online platform they can click a button and raise their hand ask a question and then you get to a certain part of your live virtual classroom education and you say okay now everybody pull out your simple circuitry breadboards and everybody has these materials now at home because they've been distributed right? And students individually are able to pick them up. That's what we're looking to design because after uh, this, in a post-COVID-19 uh, world, 
education can happen in this way in a more virtual way, and it can reduce barriers permanently. Now, we're still encouraging contact, and when we're through this, you know, we need to be able to come back uh, to our schools, but also this can open up new avenues of equity and give access to technology. And so that's how we can come together, and people are coming together to make this happen. Another good example is, so Bertrand Weber is supporting this, and and he is – being a resource for us to figure out exactly how we're doing this. I've also been working with the Northside Community Response Team. Now, this is an initiative that was led and put together by an incredible mentor of mine and a charismatic leader, to say the least, Louis King, um, who is the CEO of Summit Academy. And he, he's created an initiative with community leaders, of which I'm the captain of um, the STEM initiative and also a team member on the education initiative that is going to, in North Minneapolis and beyond, provide resources and infrastructure exactly on that line, the line of let's keep our education being excellence for our students, let's continue to grow in this comp- um grow in this economy, what was a red-hot economy is now potentially stifled. And so there are ways where we can continue to put people back to work because, let's face it, I think the last stat I heard was 6.6 million people lost their job, uh, you know what I mean, just in the last few weeks nationally. And so how can we continue this pivot and work to create the future among this? And that is we can do it, we will do it, and people are coming together. All of us are coming together. You or, you know, leading the charge with, with your platform to help other people hear about this and make it happen. So I'll just, I will just stop talking there because I'll well, just, I'm so I, excited. There's I so keep, many, I know, I know, I I, which is I'm good, like, right, which is good, which is good, which is great because uh, I like resilient and anti-fragile mindsets in, in times when, uh, but at the same time, there are people right now that are hungry. And I remember when I had a child, uh, when a child was young, it's like, what would it be like for a mother not to have food for her child? I mean, you know, there's a lot of suffering going on right now. Yes. So how do we how do we really create um, a world where everyone has access to high-quality, affordable-quality food? And, uh, you know, how, yeah. how do we have that as a Minneapolis and a, a, a Twin yep. Cities and a world? Yep. And so we, I can get into some of the specific initiatives. We're looking at getting buses that can broadcast Wi-Fi. Because imagine you're a single parent with a couple kids and you have to work from home or might have lost your job and then the whole family's at home in a, maybe a small two-bedroom home or a small apartment. How do your kids keep learning in that environment? So we're exploring, and this is happening nationally in South Carolina and other places, where we can have buses that aren't even running right now provide income to, to, to those uh, infrastructures that can go to different neighborhoods and then broadcast Wi-Fi so access is there. We can distribute Chromebooks. And then we can work with students in safe, socially distanced ways by having them sit rows apart and have the bus sterilized and cleaned and then have the students learn in these environments or even gathered around outside of these environments. So all of these ideas are being thrown out there and we're looking to mobilize them. The virtual victory gardens, that's that's straight up underway. That's what we'll be talking security. about the next segment. But I, but I want to make sure we get in this. You also did a fish uh, friend relocation project. <laughs> The the Fish Friend Relocation Project. So across all of our school partnerships, which we have decentralized basically green campuses, 30 of them across the Twin Cities, where we have aquaponic systems, gardens, greenhouses, and our staff mobilizes to use these as educational tools with our partners. So students are running these for credit, sometimes for pay. And guess what? In an aquaponic system, fish waste fuels a bacterial cycle that allows plants to grow, and then plants clean the water for fish. Schools were about to get shut down, completely locked down. And all of a sudden, nobody was thinking of the fish. So no one so was thinking about the fish, but you guys were thinking about no. the fish. We're going to come back, take a break. You're listening to Food Freedom Radio, and we're going to find out what happened to all the fish and the aquaponics at the uh, public schools. Seward Co-op, serving the community for nearly 45 years, invites you to shop their two convenient locations, both offering the strong commitment to local producers and healthy foods you've come to expect. Seward focuses on locally grown and raised products, fair trade, and environmental sustainability. Shop their selection of meats, artisan cheeses, and house-made baked goods. Find Seward at 2823 East Franklin Avenue or the Friendship Store on 38th Street and 3rd Avenue in Minneapolis. More at seward.coop. Hi everyone, Matt McNeil here. 
Thanks for keeping your radio tuned to AM950. This is a challenging time for everyone, including us here at the radio station. To make sure AM950 keeps broadcasting, we need your help. Head over to AM950 Radio and sign up to support AM950 with however much you can. And Brett and I will personally be thanking listeners who contribute on our shows. Head over to AM950Radio.com. That's AM950Radio.com and declare, yes, I want to support AM950. From everyone at AM950 and from me personally, thank you very much. And thanks for listening to the Progressive Voice of Minnesota. This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Join us for New Beginnings, Saturday mornings at 11, brought to you in part by Vision Loss Resources. Hey, it's Brett from FYI Politics, and I want to thank you for listening to AM950. The advertisers you hear are what allows us to stay on the airwaves, and unfortunately, some of them are going to be going through some tough times with the coronavirus. So support our advertisers in any way you can, whether that's ordering takeout food from one of our Eat Local Minnesota restaurants, purchasing gift cards, or just contacting them and telling them thanks for supporting AM950. Even the littlest thing you can do can go a long way. Find a full list of our advertisers at am950radio.com. And thanks for listening. Hi, Alex of Better Futures Minnesota. Does your business or organization need janitorial services, lawn care, or snow services? Obtain a free, no-obligation estimate from Better Futures Minnesota when you mention that you heard about us on AM 950. Our supervised, hardworking, and affordable crews will handle your interior and exterior building and property maintenance needs while you help men in your community transform their lives and walk on a positive path to success. It's a win-win. To learn more, go to BetterFuturesMinnesota.com under Business Services. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. With your AM 950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Today will be mostly cloudy with a high of 56. Tonight, a chance of rain before 3 a.m. with a low around 34. Sunday, a chance of rain and snow with a high of 36 and a low of 27. While Monday, a chance of rain continues with a high of 39 and a low of 25. We know that this is a challenging time for everyone, but AM950 needs your financial support now more than ever. If you can afford to, please go to our website at am950radio.com and to sign up for our membership program. AM950's local hosts, Matt McNeil and Brett Johnson, will be thanking supporters live on their shows. Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio, or Plant and Nurse the Seeds of Change. I'm Laura Headline, and with us is Zachary Robinson. He's the executive director of SparkY.org. And when we went on break, you were telling us about the fish rescue story. So finish that story. Yeah, you, we left on a cliffhanger. What happened to all the fish that were at the schools that were about to be locked down? Well, the, the staff and I, um, and it was really led by Ryland, one of our incredible staff members, um, it was like being in the middle of a Disney movie. Nobody was thinking of the fish. We had to save the animals. So we went across all the different schools and collected the fish to bring them to our central uh, office in northeast Minneapolis and, and you know, save the fish. They're all, they're all back. They're healthy. We're taking care of them. And so it's, uh, it, it, was a, it was a happy ending to that story. And so it was just a, an incredible moment. We thought we would share that story yeah, it on is our cute. blog. So. I think most people know about it, but uh, the aquaponics that you do in the school, what does that look like again? Yeah, so, so aquaponics is uh, the, the ability to grow food indoors year-round using 90% less water than traditional agriculture, uh, utilizing a symbiotic relationship between fish, bacteria, and plants right? Uh, these different kingdoms of life. And the fish waste fuels that bacterial cycle, which uh, nourishes and provides nutrients for the plants, and the plants clean the water for the fish. And designing and building these systems, managing them, and then selling the food into the cafeteria is an interdisciplinary, mini, almost entrepreneurial business that is a vehicle for, for our educational programs. Wonderful. So, and one of the things I wanted to mention that you brought up before, if we have a moment here too, sure. is a resilient and anti-fragile mindset. Um, and the cool thing about how these are defined is a resilient system or a robust system tends to same 
stay the same when it's hit with a system shock. So a pandemic comes or some sort of crisis, boom, a resilient system says, oh, it absorbs it and says, okay, we're going to be able to keep going. A fragile system would break or fall apart. And we're seeing some of that, like our systems break apart. They're not resilient. Anti-fragile systems change and evolve when hit with a system shock, right? So that's why we say resilient and anti-fragile because we have to be able to absorb some of these types of changes and then we also have to be able to change and evolve when hit with a shock and grow and, and, and be better. Right. And I think. And, um, and so yep, that, that anti-fragile book, if I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, Nassim, but he was also the person who um, coined the black swan theory, and then he wrote a book called Anti-Fragile. And so he said, hey, we have this word fragile, but what's the opposite of fragile? We don't really yeah. have that. So he coined this word anti-fragile, which means things that get stronger from stress. And and so yeah. and and so that's the you know that's how do we trying to get our mindset to okay how do we we have all this crisis instead of living in whatever instead of spending our energy on fear and worry how do we make it better like that um, like that song says um, but one of the things I want to make sure we get in is your online plant sale so I want to have plenty of time to talk about how people can connect with SparkY uh, via your online plant sale. This is great. So we know that a lot of plant sales have even been been canceled and that there's there's concerns. Organizations like Gertens are still doing per- curbside pickup. Some plant sales are going on. And so what we've done is two really special things, and it would be a great way to support this movement and growing food, the most food ever in 2020 in the Twin Cities. And the first thing is our plant sales become a virtual plant sale. So we're going to do online ordering, and actually the orders have been rolling in. It's really cool to see online ordering and curbside pickup at our um, at our world headquarters uh, in Northeast Minneapolis. And so we'll be able to pick up on May 2nd and May 16th. So two weeks apart to get some time for those folks that are, uh, you know, people decide to win the garden and, and, and farm at a little different time. And then, so we have all the standard types of agricultural food that you can get at our plant sale. And um, we're also providing a, a resilience garden kit. And this is the prototype for what's going to become our virtual uh, victory garden, but it includes a better boy tomato, a jalapeno, a bell pepper, an eggplant, a cucumber, a butternut squash, a parsley, a basil, and an nasturtium. And it also includes bean seeds, uh, pea seeds, and, and 30 lettuce seeds, right? So this is one kit that you can um, purchase to support our organization and also have an easy all-in-one to do a resilience garden in your backyard. And with it will, become, with, will come free uh, resources that will allow you to engage with us throughout the year and also other community experts and help you become that resilience food security champion, hero, warrior, gardener in your backyard helping lead the Twin Cities through a very difficult pandemic. And so uh, spark-y.org is the website right at the top. You can click our plant sale. It's open through April 30th. You've got weeks to figure this out and um, be a part of this movement with us. We couldn't be more honored and excited to have you. And um, that's, the, that's the, the, the essence. So instead of doing the typical tents and, you know, having people in a group gathering, can't do that. Virtual, curbside pickup, all the typical plants, and that resilience gardening kit that can support further work. Great. I want to talk a little bit more about the purpose and the mission behind SparkWide, but I also want to hear some young voices. And so yeah, I'm going to play a little clip from um, your website just so you can kind of get kind of a feel of some of these younger voices and what it means to be involved in gardening at a young age and growing food and growing your own Great. businesses. Great. Love it. When students have hands-on ability to look at aquaponics and hydroponics systems, it's a complete system. You can literally see how nutrients are cycling from the microbes to the plants, back to the fish, and back again. And you can measure it and quantify it. It's a completely different experience for learning. I'm trying to get a SparkY program implemented at my high school. We can transform our community by, like, making people connect and like come together and make their food and be healthy and it's just awesome. When the youth at our programs execute and build the systems, they start to discover other connections um, and systemic thinking about why 
it's important. And when they make these connections, it starts to empower them and know, well, hey, I could do this in my basement. I can do this in my school. All of a sudden, with one project, they're starting to address multiple areas of their lives that can be really impactful for their future and for their community. Really, what I want to do is just change the world with my science. My passion is environmental science, plant science, agricultural sciences, and I hope to make access to food and healthy food better for everybody. So isn't that fun? Uh, let's just make better food accessible for everyone. I mean, I love those young voices, and uh, yeah. I'm sure it's a privilege to be working and in, in, in connecting with people. Oh, it's incredible. It's one of the hardest parts about right now. Our staff have relationships with over 2,000 youth across the Twin Cities and, and to not be able to just, you know, engage with them in, in, in their physical presence in the same way is is one of the difficulties, you know, um, at the moment. And it's difficult because, yeah, it is an honor to be among these these bright souls, these, these young, thriving minds that still have so much awareness about what's possible and it's our job it's our duty to let them have that voice and be a part of these solutions in the future and it's what part of what we're working to do that was mac <laughs> i remember mac he was such an, an incredible young man and his you know his passion his leadership this is the generation that's gonna you know help bring humanity together and save the world across you know, what we're doing, you know, even to Earth and how we're changing our food systems and, and also honoring the, the, the current economic infrastructures to find new bridging solutions to, you know, move us forward. And so, yeah, yeah it is an honor. I'm really glad you played that clip. Yeah, that's, that's I, I am too. Uh, you know, and, and I, I'm, I totally agree with that sentiment, but I also want to be very sensitive to the people who have just graduated college. This is a scary time. I mean, the bills are coming, and it is scary, and we can talk about hope, and we're going to be the ones that change the world, but hey, Boomer. <laughs> yeah. You know, I well, mean, hey, Boomer. Hey, boomer. Well, let, me, let me address that. Let me tell you a story. Mm-hmm. When I graduated, when I was a senior in high school, 9-11 hit, okay? And that devastated the economy and was a scary time. Right. And so I went into college with that. And, and yeah, it changed everything. The outlook was, was different. And I came out of school even even stronger. As soon as I graduated high school, was just getting into the job market. We had the 2008 crash. That's when I was starting as a professional. Did you know SparkY was born and founded in that time? It's like that classic thing. A crisis is an opportunity. Yes, it's real, but it all comes back to our mindset. Let's, like you said, you said, recognize that it's real and let the fear pass over you. Let Feel it. Imagine those, the, the, those, that possibility and say, oh, my gosh, this is different. And then know that you do have the power and inside. As long as you're taking that next breath, that's the thing that matters. And once you flip that switch inside of yourself and say, well, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And I don't know for sure I am going to do it, but I'm open to the possibility. I'm going to be open, and I'm going to put one foot in front of the other and move confidently forward in the direction of my dreams and trust the universe. The universe will always have you back when, when you do that. The, most, the wisest people in the world have told us that over and over. Let go and, and, and surrender in a way, and then you can start to drive towards that, the, the future. And it definitely is. Some people will listen to that and say, oh, Zach, whatever, you don't know what you're talking about, or, you know, an older mindset, or not an older mindset, but a more cynical mindset might look at that and say, okay, you know, sure, whatever. But that's where OK Boomer comes from, right? Because there's this whole generation of people, and, and it's not just a generational thing. It's, it's a mindset of we can come together and do this. We know we can. It's our choice, and we can change our society and our infrastructure for the better. And what we do determines our de- destiny, no matter the direction the wind blows. Boom. There you go. Yeah, I, I was quoting your <laughs> website. <laughs> but we have only two minutes left now in the show, and uh, in the next segment we're going to be uh, joined with the storyteller, uh, Larry Johnson. Um, anything else you want to say before we say goodbye? Uh, yes, yes. I would like to, to thank you for having me on. I would like to let everybody listening know that they can reach out to SparkY uh, to help us with our virtual victory gardens, with our resilience gardens. We've got the plant sale. It's virtually going through April 30th. Uh, May 2nd and 16th are the time you can get your, your drop site uh, 
curbside pickup for your plants. And we also have a monthly uh, membership support. So for less than the price of Netflix, you can support our work changing the educational workforce infrastructure, address the achievement gap, and help give youth the tools they need to recreate the air, energy, water, and food infrastructure of our country, which is in dire need of upgrading, make it sustainable, and SparkWise is leading the charge in the Twin Cities a lot with a lot of other incredible organizations and leaders to make this happen. And um, we would really love your help, and we need your help. Please answer this call. And together, we'll come together and be resilient in these uncertain times. So yeah. thank you, Laura. I appreciate thank, it. Thank you. I appreciate your time so much. And um, there's still so much I want to say, but, you know, um, uh, we – yeah. <laughs> The education of our youth must continue with excellence and the production and growth of food must stay stable and our economy must stay strong. And yet maybe it's also time for us to really be thinking about what is the economy for? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, love that. I do, too. I mean, the evidence is strong that hunter gatherers only work 20 hours a week, folks. <laughs> you know, what is the economy for? And, and how do we go in relationship with the planet and the earth and with each other and flower of uh, an economics that's kinder and gentler and still sane so thank you so much zachary robinson with sparkwhy.org we're going to take a break and we'll be back we'll be back with storyteller larry johnson formerly the audubon center of the northwoods osprey wilds is a non-profit environmental learning center on grindstone lake in sandstone minnesota osprey wilds has community events like dinner at the lake maple syrup day and learning opportunities for all ages Audit an environmental education college class, snowshoe or ski our trails, or learn about our wildlife programming. We're open to the public year-round. Visit online at ospreywilds.org. That's ospreywilds.org. When you need legal assistance, let the Minnesota Lawyer and Referral Information Service help you find the right attorney. It's a new and enhanced program of the Hennepin and Ramsey County Bar Associations. They have professional, experienced referral counselors who can connect you to vetted attorneys practicing in employment law, divorce, bankruptcy, DUI, and much more. Take the stress out of finding a lawyer. Call 612-752-6699 or go to mnlawyerreferral.org. The right call for the right lawyer. Hi, this is Chad from AM950. I'm here with Ryan, owner of the locally owned Snap Construction and arguably the most well-reviewed exterior contractor in the metro. Ryan had to call in for this ad because he's practicing social distancing. So what is Snap Construction doing right now to provide a safe working environment? Thanks for the introduction, Chad. I am at home practicing social distancing, watching the little man, and uh, trying to get a little work done here at home. Once again, thank you to all the AM 950 listeners who have worked with us in the past. Your support has been tremendous. Chad, the safety of our homeowners and our team at Snap Construction is the absolute first priority. Right now, we are offering a free no-contact estimate for roofing, siding, or window replacement. Through video chat, email, text, we'll deliver your bid to you without face-to-face contact. Lock in your historically low labor and material rates now and build later. No obligation. You can cancel any future work with no cost or penalty. For a free no-contact estimate, call 612-333-SNAP. This is Dr. Sarah Brewer and Dr. LaShonda Jung from Roots Chiropractic. We all want a higher quality of life, but making that happen can be difficult. At Roots Chiropractic, we specialize in light touch specific neurological adjustments to support your body's natural ability to heal. From birth trauma to everyday bumps and falls and life's daily stresses, at Roots we offer natural drug-free solutions to keep every baby, child, parent, and grandparent thriving. Are you ready to restore your energy and achieve overall health? We are located off of Minnetonka Boulevard in St. Louis Park. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or on the web at rootschiropracticmn.com. Book your first appointment online today. Mention that you're an AM 950 listener and receive the VIP discount of 50% off your initial exam. Roots Chiropractic, located in the Texatonka Plaza in St. Louis Park. Roots Chiropractic. Empower your life and health. Welcome back to Food Freedom Radio, where we plant 
to Nourish the Seeds of Change. I'm Laura Hedlund, a student of permaculture, a person who knows cheap food is not cheap, and a person seeking resilience in uncertain times. <sighs> resilience in uncertain times. It's such a fun conversation with Zachary Robinson of sparkwhy.org. And if you want to look at their website, that's spark, S-P-A-R-K-Y.org. Dot O-R-G. Um, and joining us right now is Larry Johnson. Um, welcome, Larry. You're a storyteller? Yes, thank you. Thanks. And a long time ago, original AM950, you did a show on AM950 a long, long time ago. But, yeah, 2005. <laughs> but we, you have a story that you've been writing, and so we want to hear from uh, you. You're reading the uh, the old gardening party, party St. Corona, and the big buckthorn bust. So let's hear your story, Larry. Okay. All right. Well, I, I uh, uh, write a column in the Sun Post every month, and uh, uh, somebody last month said, uh, you should write about coronavirus. And I thought, well, you know, that's all we're hearing about. And so I thought about easing a corona beer column into pandemic, but instead went out to pull buckthorn, the shrub that terrorizes wooded areas. I, I think it resembles the way coronavirus has just taken, making devastation on the way we normally live. So I'm out there. Spring, uh, when the ground is soft, is the best time to pull smaller buckthorn by the shallow roots. And I beat the roots against a tree to save the uh, great forest soil, you know, just move it to a garden spot. And then I clip the roots and put the thin trees into, uh, um, I, I prepare annually for uh, winning most valuable brush pile. So uh, the roots on the branches disqualify your pile from being picked up by the city. So I just dry them to use later for fire kindling. And these days, you know, because of what's going on, I keep one or two of the six-foot slender branches to gauge how far to stay away from people in public. Uh, you know, commercial poisons will kill the buckthorn, and a lot of people do, but, but the OGP, the Old Gardening Party, advises against that. Same as we recommend the meditative act of pulling dandelions by hand. Uh, you know, you can get weed-killing chemicals, but they create a coronavirus kind of nightmare for bees and butterflies, and then that's part of what's been leading us to a lack of pollinators to help our food grow. Uh, so uh, no poisons on the yard also these days is going to give you backup in case food gets to be as scarce as toilet paper. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but dandelion greens and other weeds are edible. And I don't want stuff on my dandelion greens that's going to harm me and the bees. Uh, the the OGP has long recommended hand pulling of weeds as a model for how we do war. Uh, we advocate against uh, organized negotiation for international schoolyard fights, and and I, I should point out I am a veteran. I was a medic, uh, uh, but and we also uh, call for arrest and rehabilitative imprisonment for criminal terrorist actions. We oppose mobilizing the masses to kill with bombs and other weapons because too much of our world warfare illegally kills civilians just like spraying weeds kills beneficial insects. Uh, you know, paying attention, I, I've seen uh, brief reference comparing coronavirus, what's going on to us right now, to the 1918 worldwide flu epidemic, but little or no mention of how infected World War I soldiers came home to die of the flu or to help spread the epidemic. We've got soldiers everywhere, and the military now is paying serious attention dealing with the quandary of socially isolating themselves. Uh, back home, military people, National Guard, are also stepping up to deal with the health crisis. And I think uh, most soldiers would love to come, come home, but, but then what happens? I hope immediate and comprehensive treatment, uh, uh, unlike the way PTSD has 
been inadequately treated or historically ignored or the the way veterans exposed to toxins like Agent Orange or more recently depleted uranium in the burn pits of Iraq have been just really messed with. The problem is right now the current coronavirus mobilization has got us all being treated that haphazardly. After my 1970-72 to 72 service as an Army medic, I had opportunity to create the patient TV channel at Minneapolis Children's Hospital. One day, a puzzled nurse paged me to fifth floor and said, I, I don't get it. Dr. Olmos wants you to tell a story to this boy having an asthma attack. Well, I did get it. My dad was severely asthmatic, and I was trained as a medic to stay calm in crisis. The doctor wanted a story to calm the patient down, mitigating the emotional stress that would only exacerbate the physical symptoms. We are having a worldwide crisis, much worse than an asthma attack, and we can only hope our leaders are doing right with the physical aspects of the virus. But the OGP is changing everyone right now to tell each other the stories to walk calmly through the horror. Just one thing. Don't tell the kids about decorating homes and yards with TP at Halloween. They'll deem you a grotesque profligate with precious commodities. Further know this. There is a St. Corona martyred about 170 A.D. Uh, some people think she's just made up, but she's called upon in times of pandemic, plague, and epidemic. And looking at her story, it makes her sound tough enough to also be a good buckthorn buster. The end. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, storyteller Larry Johnson. I, um, we've got just one minute left, um, but I love all those, uh, the the different connections you made, um, the Buckthorn versus the military and, and all the, the stress that we're feeling at this time to this. Um, I didn't even know there was a St. Corona. <laughs> so, um, but but then this whole phrase of the old gardening party. So what does that mean? How do we how do we bring our heart into this? Right? How do we, how do we face what's ever challenging in a, in a really heart centered way? You can't do that in in half a minute. Uh, the, you know the the, the OGP uh, um, asks people. To, well, the OGP is all about keeping the world safe for children, gardening, and storytelling. That. That's nice. Keeping the world safe for uh, children, gardening, and storytelling. So uh, you, what a wonderful show. I thank you so much, uh, storyteller Larry Johnson, for joining us. And thank you, Zachary Robinson with Spark Y, for joining us earlier in the program. And thank you for listening to Food Freedom Radio on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota.